Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, o Lord. Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and terrified and thought that they were seeing a ghost. He said to them, Why are you frightened? And why do doubts arise in your heart? Look at my hands and my feet. See that it is I myself. Touch me and see, for a ghost does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. While in their joy, they were disbelieving and still wondering. He said to them, have you anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish and he took it and ate it in their presence. Then Jesus said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything that is written about me in the Law of Moses, the Prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures and said to them, Thus it is written that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all the nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O Christ. Drive in the car or when I'm cleaning my house, my favorite go-to music is Anne Murray. Now some of you might be too young to even know who she is, but I love to sing along with her because A, I know all the words, and B, because she sings in my range. Or I suppose I could say, I sing in her range, whatever. So one of my favorite songs of hers is A Little Good News. First released in 1983, the headlines that she names in the songs may be a little different than today's. But the refrain, I sing wholeheartedly, wishing that we could just get some good news for once. Just once I'd like to see the headline say, Not much to print today, Can't find nothing bad to say, We sure could use a little good news today. And ain't that the truth? I mean, we are inundated with bad news every single day. COVID positivity rates are rising even as more people are being vaccinated. Dante Wright shot and killed by a police officer while another police officer is on trial for murdering George Floyd just a few miles away. A young boy, Adam Toledo, shot and killed by police in our own city. And now the video showing the horrifying details is being shown repeatedly. And then just three days ago, another mass shooting leaves eight people dead. We sure could use a little good news today. The headlines that we read in the paper or online, the memes that are shared on social media, and the constant stream of news that's shown on our TVs stir up all kinds of emotions within us. And I have heard from black and brown people their rage and frustration, anxiety and weariness as they continue to bear the burden witnessing one racial incident after another, wondering if they'll be next, 
if it'll be okay for them to go out and drive their car or run in their own neighborhood or play in their park. These incidents are not just sad, as I overheard someone say in the hospital waiting room yesterday. They are enraging and frightening, but they are not surprising. Black, indigenous, and people of color have lived a lifetime scarred by the injustice of racism. And there are pandemic-related feelings, too. We have experienced so much loss and change, whether you're a student missing out on senior year, someone who hasn't been able to hug or see their family in more than a year, or someone who misses the daily interaction with colleagues. We long for normal, but know that things will never again be what they used to be. Many are overwhelmed, grieving, tired, and worried about the future. We sure could use a little good news today. The disciples in our text today had just heard the good news. Jesus was alive again. The women had told them so about their trip to the tomb, and they told them all about it. And so the disciples are gathered in a small room, and Jesus greets them and says, Peace be with you. And so what was their reaction to this good news that Jesus was alive again? They were terrified. So Jesus invites them to touch his scars. And then while they were in their joy, they were disbelieving and wondering. Terrified, joyful, disbelieving, wondering. All of these emotions were mentioned in today's gospel reading. Emotions that are on opposite sides of the mood meter that ch children use in school today to identify their emotions. The disciples were experiencing something very human. They were feeling, and they had mixed emotions. Have you ever heard someone say, or maybe you've ever said to someone, can you believe it? And the answer is both yes and no. Whatever it is, it's so amazing, so wonderful, so unanticipated that you really can't believe that it happened at all. And yet, you know that it's true. See, I imagine the disciples gathered in that room so overjoyed by Jesus' presence, standing there with their mouths hanging wide open, seeing Jesus in the flesh, and yet scratching their heads in disbelief and curiosity and saying, I can't believe it. And yet... I do. We live in the intersection of joy and disbelief. Life is messy and unbelievably painful at times, so we search for signs of hope. We want proof that things will get better, that change will happen and is happening right now. We shout the joy of the resurrection, Alleluia, Christ is risen, and yet we live in the reality that grief and disbelieving continues. We sure could use a little good news today. And I found some in a reflection written by Anne Lamott, a beloved armchair theologian who never gets too churchy. The other day, Anne posted something that she had written after the Pulse nightclub attack in 2016. And in it, she reflects on the lessons that she learned and hoped and revealed after the Sandy Hook school shooting years before, 
So she posted it once again because she feels like we're in the same situation all over again. She says, what is true for me is that the shootings at Sandy Hook were the actual end of the world. Evil was made visible. There were no answers that day, or the next day, or the day after that. But then there was, slowly, healing, truth, resurrection, and incredible courage among the families. Today is and will be the same. The end of the world, grief, rebirth, and new life. What was helpful right away was that we stuck together in our horror, grief, anxiety, and cluelessness. She says, we grieved, we feared, we despaired, and raged and prayed, and we reached out for any help at all, and these were all good responses. I recommend that we do that today and tomorrow and the next day. Wounds and trauma revealed were healed eventually. See, and that was the good news for me, that wounds and trauma revealed were healed eventually. Jesus showed his wounds, scars that were healed to the ones who were suffering the greatest because of his death. Those scars were signs of new life, of a real human body, God in the flesh. His body had been through trauma, and yet he is alive. Unique to the Christian faith is a God who is wounded and broken. And the Holy One shares our grief, our anxiety, our righteous anger, and our disbelief that something so awful could happen at all. As the body of Christ, we need to talk about our own collective scars and help one another heal. After an appropriate time of being stunned and in despair, we show up and we share words and actions of peace. Anne Lamott closes her reflection by saying, maybe we ask God for help. We do the next right thing. We buy, a cook, we buy or cook a bunch of food for the local people who are experiencing homelessness. We return phone calls and library books and smiles. We make eye contact with others and we go to the market and flirt with that old, scary, or unusual person who seems lonely. This is a blessed sacrament. Father Tom Weston taught me decades ago that in the face of human tragedy, we go around the neighborhood and we pick up litter, even if there will be more tomorrow. It is another blessed sacrament. We take action and the insight will follow that we are basically powerless, but we are not helpless. Today, gathered here, we shout through muted masks, Christ is risen indeed, alleluia. While still in our disbelief and wondering, we go out to be the good news for others. We hold one another in our grief. We speak up when we see systemic racism and oppression. We stand with our neighbors who are hurting. And in sharing our scars with one another, new life springs forth. Resurrection and rebirth are enfleshed within each other's scars. 
we proclaim to one another, can you believe it? Well, no, and yes. The good news of Christ's resurrection and God's embodied grace is hard to imagine sometimes. And yet, it is the best news I've heard all week. Amen.